0: Welcome to the Art of Intention podcast with Beth and Ayla, two best friends turned creative
1: entrepreneurs. This is a place for us to discuss everything business, friendships, and faith, and occasionally more. We're so excited for today's episode. We think you're going to love it. Stay tuned.
0: Hey, Art of Intention family, we hope you are having the greatest Tuesday, and it feels so weird to say that after saying Monday for so long, and we'll explain that shortly, but overall, we hope it's a great day and a great week for you so far.
1: Yeah, it's been just another stellar week over here for us. We've been cooking up so much for the show and prepping for a lot of upcoming things, and overall, like yeah, we're full on balancing fall busy season with the show, and it's crazy, but it's fun. We've got a lot coming up for you guys.
0: Mm -hmm. Starting with today's topic, it's a good one, and it's something that Ayla and I have actually talked about for years. As far back as eighth grade, high school-ish, I don't really know when it started, but it's something that has remained really relevant for us throughout the years, and we're talking about the difference between happiness and joy. I know what you're thinking. Beth, those are the same thing, girl, don't you know? Well, we disagree, and that's what we're here to talk about.
1: Yeah, for sure. We've got thoughts on the idea of joy and how it compares to happiness, the difference between the two, some personal experiences, and of course, what the Bible has to say about it. So let's jump into that. Before we do that, in place of community news, we've got some podcast updates. So let's get into it.
0: Okay. As you may have already noticed, we moved episodes to Tuesdays instead of Mondays in the spirit of practicing what we preach. uh, We noticed that we both ended up working on Sundays for podcast work because we're trying to get it all out by Mondays and we like to try to take Sundays off as much as possible you know just making sure we have some kind of weekend or day off each week so here we are so we'll be starting your week out with you still just on Tuesdays so keep your eye out for that it's going to be posting on Tuesdays now so on Instagram you're going to see our posts on Tuesdays and then you'll see the episodes roll out on Tuesdays
1: Alrighty, so like we said in the intro, today we're talking about the difference between choosing joy and choosing happiness. So I guess um, if you've been around, you know, oh yeah, this is it. You know I love a good definition. I love getting back to the root of what actual words mean. So Beth, if it's okay, I looked up some definitions to kick this off. Oh yeah. Okay, so I looked up happiness and I looked up joy. For happiness, I got two definitions. The first one was a state of well-being and contentment, and the second one was a pleasurable or satisfying experience. That was happiness. And then the definitions for joy was the emotion evoked by well-being, success, or good fortune, or by the prospect of possessing what one desires. Uh, the next definition was a state of happiness or felicity. And I really like how it says a state of happiness, because Mm -hmm. what that says to me right off the bat, before we even get into the meat of the episode, um... What I kind of gather from these is that happiness seems to be an experience, a reaction to an event. Whereas joy, while the definitions can look very similar, joy seems to be a state of happiness. It's more constant. So yeah. I don't know if you have any thoughts of that like right off the bat. but
0: Yeah, the way I had it explained to me years ago is that happiness is short-term and it's in reaction to something that sparks it. It's excitement mm-hmm. about something good that happens. While joy is long-term contentment even through mm-hmm. hard times it's what enables people to say it is well even through tragedy
1: no oh i love that okay uh, we're oh, that was so cool right off the bat actually i actually more to say about this but i love the idea of contentment and um saying it is well even through tragedy yeah. i was just talking to somebody about this the other day that hymn, it is well mm-hmm. and how i think that to myself all the time because like do you know about the the story of the rest of that hymn? yeah, yeah. For the, for the listener who doesn't know, I I don't know if I remember all like the, the time period. It was written like the full context, but basically it was written by a man who lost his wife and daughter. Like they both died at sea or something like that.
0: Yeah. His name was Horatio Spafford and he and his wife set out on one ship and he and his like children set out on another ship and they were all going to the same place. And what happened was something made the ship, you know, sink And he killed 226 people, including his four daughters on that ship. That's
1: right. That's right. Yeah. And
0: he and his wife received the news of that. Obviously, horrific tragedy. I mean, I can't even imagine. And then he ended up writing that hymn, It Is Well, Mm -hmm. With My Soul. Well, the second part that's most important is what he says after the, With My Soul. But we'll get more into that later.
1: Yeah. 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 So kind of with that. Off on a good start here. Uh, it's kind of a, a youth group, like young adults church concept, but it still holds true. Uh, it's this idea. I was like mind blown when I learned this at 14, but we were talking about joy in a youth group one day and our youth pastor talked about how joy comes from uh, in this order, when you serve Jesus, when you serve others, and then yourself. So it literally spells joy. And that's the order. When you first serve Jesus, then you carry that service to others. And then yourself, that's where you find true joy. That's the order to find true joy. Um, This is even held up to in Jeremiah 15, 16. He says, when your words came, I ate them. They were my joy and my heart's delight. I bear your name, talking to God there. Like serving Jesus alone is supposed to be the source of joy, but I like the idea that it's so outward before it comes back to yourself. And I love that it's it's very it's long term it's satiating and I find that happiness is the one that comes in moments your birthday a good day at the lake a fun night out with friends joy is what's there through the hardship it sustains you right um, yes exactly one of my favorite Bible verses. Um, It's so hard to pick. This is definitely one of my favorites, but it's James um, chapter one, verse two to three. He says, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know, the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Mm -hmm. And I love that because it's so kind of against the rest of the world to say like trials and hardships like feel joy in that. Normally it would be like, oh, I'm going through something hard. So it's just hard and I'm sad. So sometimes the idea of like, I feel joyful through this can be confusing and we'll explain like why, but that's kind of the first verse to like lay this. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like it doesn't mean it doesn't mean that you have to be smiling and happy through bad things but you can find a peace inside of you a lasting joy in knowing that it's well with your soul no matter what happens to you on earth your soul is safe you're destined for heaven that's joy joy enables you to be grateful for hardships because they bring you closer to god and like the verse says it produces perseverance perseverance is a blessing and if yeah. you go through trials that having joy is kind of like always being able to see the silver lining you don't have to mm. be happy in bad circumstances, but if you can see the silver lining, the silver lining is I now have more perseverance. I'm closer to God. My soul is safe. It is well with my soul.
1: Mm. Oh, that's so good. That's so good. And I want to jump back. I know I like wasn't planning to talk about this hymn so much, but like one of the the very first verse says. Um, when peace okay I'll summarize it because it's like in older English but he basically says like when there's peace like a river but then also when sorrows like sea billows roll whatever is happening that was taught me to say it is well with my soul like mm-hmm. and when you think about sorrow like sea billows and he goes on every single verse is basically like when I'm in great mourning, still it is well with my soul so I love that um mm-hmm. later on and we'll talk more about maintaining and sustaining joy through hardships but i also wanted to mention um in nehemiah 8:10, there's also the verse go and enjoy choice food and sweet drinks send some to those who have nothing prepared this day is holy to our lord do not grieve for the joy of the lord is your strength
0: yeah, exactly. Joy, it, you know, it's deep. It's a deep seated encouragement. It tells us that we can recover from whatever failings we experience. I think that first, the context of it had something to do with like people living in sin and then kind of like the redemption of that and like, coming back mm-hmm. and, and
1: celebrating that God has grace and God forgives us. Yeah. And that's a whole conversation in and of itself that Christians have peace and joy of the Lord through salvation and through a spot waiting for us in heaven it makes a lot of our problems on earth seem really small so i think that's a good way to find it and then um beth i know how you had some things to say uh about the next verse
0: Oh, yeah. 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 Um, I know that. Okay, so when Paul is going through hardships, he talks in Second Corinthians six that we can be sorrowful yet always rejoicing. That's very powerful. And Mm -hmm. I understand that to be that even through tough times, we still have things to be grateful for and we can't forget to be grateful even when bad things are happening. And that even poor people who appear to the world to have nothing, if they have joy, they're actually rich and they have everything they need. So just kind of that concept that joy, it just kind of further separates joy and rejoicing from happiness. And I know we keep Mm -hmm. referencing the Bible a lot, but that's because it gives such a good, deeper understanding. And of course, that's where joy comes from, like Ayla said. True joy, lasting joy comes from Mm God. But yeah, there's just such a separation between joy and happiness when you actually look into it.
1: Yeah, I I've heard that that verse too, like sorrowful yet always rejoicing and everything. Um, I had a lady explain it to me once of like, happiness is the news that like you and your husband are pregnant and like you're gonna have a baby. But joy through sorrow is like crying to each other when maybe you like lost that baby, but you still, you're still gonna feel sorrow through that. But it's the joy in your heart that God's there with you, you're gonna be okay there's joy in grieving something like that together because it's something you're going to get through. You know, like it sounds very like right. backwards, but it's almost like there's right. joy in these hard circumstances. Like happiness is the happy yeah. moment. It's a good moment. Joy is what gets you through the super hard ones. It's in the crying. It's yeah. in it's in the hard stuff you go together. Like your wedding day is happiness. Marriage is joy because it's right. it's long. It's hard stuff that you have to go through sometimes, but in the end, you know, each little fight makes you a little bit stronger. Each little little hardship with I don't know, moving houses makes you stronger. And then there's joy to be found in that. Like that's how I had somebody yeah. explain that to me.
0: I think uh, that's so good. I think it does a disservice to joy when people try to call it the same thing as happiness or when people try to define joy as a state of happiness or just a synonym for happiness. It really does joy a disservice. And people are gonna right. miss out on joy. And the benefits of joy and the importance of joy when they think it's just the same thing as happiness.
1: Yeah. And then one last one to round it out. First, saying this book is so hard. Okay. First Thessalonians 5 16 to 18. I'm sure a lot of us have heard this one rejoice always pray continually give thanks in all circumstances for this is God's will for you in Jesus Christ and oh man if that isn't hard sometimes for sure like I've been going through it sometimes and heard that verse and it's like give thanks and I'm like for what for what for this Mm -hmm. awful day I'm having and it's it's so hard but I've actually found oh my gosh this is such a side story but I have found sometimes like when I'm really like cranky for a week or angry at something that's going on, it feels out of my control and I go to pray about it. I've been told to like, just give a prayer of thankfulness. And literally, it's like when you're a child and they say, count your blessings. But I start writing out what I'm thankful for. And I start with the basics, God. Thank you that I had three meals today. Thank you that I've got a roof over in my head. Thank you for my husband. Thank you for that. And then I write and write and write. And I find so much. And by the end of it, whatever I'm angry about seems so small. So exactly. it's, it that is like, It doesn't mean you're not going through something hard, but when you choose to rejoice and you choose to give thanks, it can make the hard thing maybe a little bit less hard. (laughs) Yeah. So like overall, it's okay to cry. It's okay to weep, to grieve, and to get angry because these emotions, in my opinion, are the same as happiness. They're a reaction, they're fleeting, they come and they go, but in all of those emotions, there can be joy, basically. Yeah, exactly.
0: I know it sounds like we're kind of making this a heavy topic, but I promise we're going to get a little more lighthearted here and we're going to share more of a how this is actually a positive and fun and really simple, easy thing for you to benefit from and kind of put into action.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. So – Uh, we'll go into our experiences with this a bit because again this is something beth and i've talked about before so it kind of sparked from somewhere and actually beth you were the one who told me about this so Mm um i'm curious to hear where you got it from because where where i remember us first talking about this i guess was early in high school and overall high school was kind of hard for me um like it, it varied like i i did clubs and stuff that were fun but overall I could not wait to get out of there. Not a day goes by where I wish like, oh, best years of my life. Not really, no. Mm-hmm. Um I didn't have the best grades ever. I struggled with like math and science. Uh, I had really bad test anxiety to the point where even if it was a subject I knew, like English still sitting down with a test in front of me just stressed me out so much. I, sorry, mom, if you're listening, started like trying to skip as many math classes as I could because I would just be shaking going in there. Like I just hated so much of it. And this, of course, is going to pour into your personal life. And I have a whole theory on high school and and kids having to go through it how weird it is like no wonder so many teenagers like have mood problems today because high school is just not set up that great for them but anyway i found myself to be like in a state of kind of unhappiness probably heaviest in my like junior and senior year of just like i would pray to god and i was like god if you love me i won't like wake up tomorrow not a super that's Mm -hmm. not as morbid as that sounds like death but it's just like anything to not have to experience tomorrow. Like, I can't do this. Like, I was in a rough place. And it's happened – it's come and gone in my lifetimes like that, as it does for everybody. So I remember just, like, going through this and feeling so down on myself and, like, no energy to get out. It's just like, this is hard. This is life right now. I'm going through it, whatever. And Beth actually – I don't even – I don't think we were even talking about this. Like, I didn't really talk about a lot of that stuff to you. Like, when we were together, we were just, like, whatever, not talking about school. But you told me separately about how you had decided to find one thing per day that brought you joy. And that just, like, has resonated with me all the way to this day. That's still something I do often. Like, maybe not daily. Like, I should. Honestly, I should start doing that daily again because life do be hard sometimes and it's it's always a good practice. But That was the first puzzle piece in really like pulling me out of a bit of a state. So I did that on the days Mm. I was just praying. Like I used to get prayed that like I used to pray that God would just like strike me with lightning before school. I was like, please, like anything to not have to go. And those prayers Mm. changed into, okay, God, what's something joyful today? And sometimes it was like, oh, the flowers that grew in my mom's yard are pretty. Sometimes it, it, it doesn't matter how small that sunset looks great today, all the way to the big stuff. Like, man, I got a good grade on a test today. You had to, I had to pick, no matter how bad my day was, I had to pick one thing that brought me joy. And the first day you do it, I don't know how much it'll do, but over days and days it helped me so much and it's something I really I really do still try to do um with experiencing like a big a big move and all this stuff like when things can get stressful and hard it takes literally 10 seconds to pick out one thing in my day that brought me that brought me joy. So I don't know if you know that, but I still use uh, that I all the know. time. No, I had no idea. That is
0: amazing. That makes me so grateful that you that that is something that resonated with you that much. And uh, yeah, in the same way that it resonated with me. So
1: I, that's awesome yeah. to hear. Oh my gosh. So like, can you, do you have more of that? Like what, how did you even come to that? Because that was wise as heck for you to tell me at like fifteen, sixteen. <laughs>
0: oh my gosh. Well, first of all, I think I was a little bit too I- introspective as at that age, I was always trying to think of philosoph philosophical well philosophical stuff.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not true. anymore.
0: <laughs> no, I was always like just like I was kind of in like a state of trying to be very philosophical, but um, but just trying to discover life. I, I'll be honest; I don't know what exactly sparked that in me. Um, mm. something got me on the joy train in high school, but something did spark it in me, and I just felt like a really tremendous, tremendous urge to understand it and to. I don't know. Like learn more about that. Um I will say I think that it was it was an easy way for me to have good days kind of like you were saying um it benefited me it was also a simple thing to share with my friends who are going through things. Um, sometimes simple is, you know, like really just all you need. Like sometimes the desire for simplicity will lead you down interesting paths. But um, mm-hmm. I, I will say I had a lot of the best to the best of my recollection. It had to have been something to do with this. I had a lot of friends struggling and coming to me with problems for most of my life. I was the person that people came to when they were sad or when they had like a really something they were really struggling Same. with. I yeah, exactly. Which I love that. I love that. And and it kept me accountable because I couldn't pour into my friends if I wasn't healed, if I wasn't, you know, in the right place with God, if I wasn't wise, if I didn't have good advice. I can't help others. So I was that's one of the reasons I was very is introspective the right word? I think so. I was very I always so. working on myself. Yeah, because anyway, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, like, well,
1: yeah. yeah.
0: Always pursuing that at least. So part in part of my search for what makes me happy, you know, because I would have friends that were like, you know, kind of kind of pointing out. They're like, you're you just seem like content. You seem fine. Part of that was because I I was very blessed. I was fine. But um I would always kind of think, you know, why am I like this? And how can I give it to them? You know, so it led me to learning about this concept. I was, I had a lot of empathy and just so much care for my friends. I'm sure you being one of them, I, in this scenario, I know we didn't, like you said, we didn't talk a lot about this kind of thing when you and I, Ayla, were together. I think we were yeah. both an escape for each other. I think yeah. that the reason that was is because we didn't even need to talk about that. We could have issues, but our healing went on when we, Went and had a good time. We just loved each other. You know, we didn't judge each other. We've talked about that before. So, anyways, there's no, No, we just went and had a good
1: day. Like, we're like, we don't need to sit and like mope about it. We're like, we're just going to go do something else. Yeah. Which is, which is like, honestly, kind of how you have to handle it. It's all in that redirection of like, today's awful. This month's awful. But here's something good, you know, like just a little bit of distraction. But yeah.
0: Exactly. And I think the, yeah, so true. I think the only other thing I can think of where this sprouted from was at the same time, you know, with all that um, introspection and everything, I had a very big fear of missing out on life. I'm very ambitious. I love life, and I just want to experience, like, every single part of it that I can. I just want every experience there ever was. I want that. I want to soak it in, like, a sponge. And I've (laughs) always had that, like, such a big fear. But it leads to a FOMO. Like, I have fear of missing out. So I was also just in a hurry to experience life. And I, you know, I just – I loved – It inspired me when someone would talk and they're like, oh, I love the sound of that bird. And they just all of a sudden they appreciate every little thing. They notice every little thing. And I was like, that person is so happy. Like I want that. So not happy, you know, well, happy too. But, you know, so it just all kind of came from the things that I would notice. It came from my friends, you know needing help from me. And so of course I needed to pour into myself. And then it came from me just really wanting to experience life. And I think the little moments matter so much. I thought the little moments mattered so much. I was like, I'm going to make sure I don't forget those. I'm going to make sure that I enjoy those wildflowers. I enjoy the sound of that bird. I enjoy the smell of the air this morning, you know, that kind of thing. So
1: I don't know. No, it was all of that stuff that completely sat with me. And like, um, Becomes the thing that, like, sustains you because, like, yeah, just because, like... I'm, you know, I'm going through something and then there's a gorgeous, I come back to sunsets. I love sunsets. Like mm-hmm. I can literally be having the worst time, like just going through it. And there's a sunset and I'm like, oh, it sounds so bad. You know, like, yeah. I don't know what it does to me. It wow. doesn't make my problem go away. It doesn't mean I don't have to like go back home and face it, but I feel like that's exactly what joy is. It's always there. It doesn't make the problems go away. But, um, there's actually this song. It's not a Christian song. It's just a song by this one. Um, kind of random like indie band they're called the growlers but the song is called um when the going gets tough and he's got Uh this verse and it says man's never alone if he can offer help always thinking of somebody else before himself and it's that idea of like kind of going back to like the jesus others yourself thing is like sometimes i think with that we're trying to create so much joy alone it's like I'm going to chase this job. I'm going to get these grades. I'm going to keep my house clean and I'm going to do this, which is all great and good. And you're a good functioning human. If you can do that. But a lot of the happiest people I've ever known are the people who have this sense of like helping others that I, that I wish I could have more of more of. These are the people who are like, uh, I actually know a story. You know who this person is. Um, I know a story of this one person who, um, when he was younger, his house was actually getting robbed and like a robber was running out of his house with a TV. And he was like, why are you doing this? You know, what's wrong? Like, what are you going through? And he was like, you can have the TV actually like here, it's cold outside, take my jacket too. Oh like God. those kinds of people, which just insane. Like I, you know, I'd be like, yeah. hey, what are you doing? <laughs> you know? Know. But it's, and then it's those people who are like volunteering all their time to, to help others to work with their church or do whatever. Those are the people I find, like they've got so much joy that the fact that their house is like literally getting robbed in front of them. They're like, oh, do you need my jacket too? Like that level of just peace and like abiding, that's joy to me. And it's like, oh my uh, gosh. And that's what that song, that, like, (laughs) song makes me think of, like, if you're so loving and helpful to others, you can't help but then, like, have that fill your own cup too in my, my, like, in my mind.
0: No, exactly. And as you were saying that, you can't be like that if you're worried about yourself and you won't worry about yourself if you know that God's going to take care of you, which, again, bringing that back down to the Mm -hmm. reason why this is rooted in faith and rooted in, in God. This whole concept because you can't have that security, that joy, that constant joy and peace that would help you to be that kind of person if you're constantly worried about yourself. And I mm-hmm. notice that I like myself a lot less when I don't appreciate the world in this way, when I don't yeah. always yeah. and everything. I get a lot more bitter as a person and it just, it creeps in very slowly but I eventually am like, man, I annoy myself. And I'm like, oh, oh I'm just gosh. not the same kind of person I was. Well, what kind of person was I? I was the kind of person who found beauty in everything. And not everyone understood it, but I understood it. I loved, I loved loving everything. I, I, I loved being that happy. And it was just, yeah, it was so simple.
1: It goes into like, um, because I remember I started applying that in high school and then I was a psych major at school and we actually talked about like cognitive therapy hmm. and um it's basically I it's I don't have to get into the whole thing but essentially like there's behavioral therapy and there's cognitive therapy and behavioral was like changing you know your bad behavior so you It's hard to, yeah, it's hard to find an example without going super clinical, but basically like it's less root problem solving. And it's more like, let's solve that bad behavior. Like if you have a kid with ADHD and they, they throw a fit when it's time to like sit down and read, it would be like, well, we need to control the fit. Whereas cognitive would be like, in that moment, you kind of decide to not have a fit. Like, and it's really hard. It's, it's, it's a really specific thing. And I remember learning about that and it kind of reminded me of that too like it's you very actively taking a moment and being like this is not what i'm gonna do and obviously it's it's much much harder the the more you delve into the world of like psych and and like mental disorders and stuff but generally it's i have this moment where i can decide to be super bitter and super jaded and angry towards the world or i can stop and i can choose and actually like change my brain to not feel that way it was the same when i was going through a bit of a state of like depression in high school and in college too, I can either sit and take a day and be in bed, which is what I want to do when I feel that way. Or it's you, you get up, you clean your house, you get outside. And I know that's not a long-term solution, but little things like that, little changes, they're hard in the beginning, but I find the more and more you do it, some of that joy starts coming back. And yeah, it can be like, you have to force it sometimes but I swear like after a while it becomes a little bit easier and you do get to be more that person that yeah is just like so in love with being alive and honestly then you're more fun to be around (laughs) like oh so true you know so yeah right there yeah that's yep
0: that's such a main point. I notice that too. It's one of the first indicators to me that I'm not doing this. I'm kind of slipping away from joy is like I don't really like myself and I don't think other people are enjoying my company as much either. And it's yeah. Oh my gosh. And it's so, so real
1: to be able to like notice that about yourself, yeah. you know, like totally. Well yeah, and then uh I actually really want to get I'm I'm planning it out. I need to find somebody who can do it for me, but I I really For years, I've been wanting to get um, counted all joy tattooed on me soon to remind me of it. And I want to get it like right on my forearm, right on my wrist, like where I can see it. The actual, and that it has a lot of meaning for me for a lot of reasons, because the context of that verse is Paul talking to the disciples about like, when you go through hardship as a Christian, like it gets very biblical in the sense of like counted all joy, actually when you're persecuted for your faith. and. This is another story for another time. That's actually the number one reason I want that tattoo is um, because of my mission's background and hopefully my mission's future. It's this whole thing. Basically persecution's happening to you as a Christian. It's a good thing. It means you're on the right track. It means you're doing well in God's eyes and to count it all joy. Um, Okay. I didn't think I was going to share this story, but I, okay, I'm sorry. I have baby stories to tell, but I, um, Uh, I've talked about this a bit, but I went on a couple six-month-long mission endeavors a couple years back, really deepened my relationship with God, and in the process, I had to say goodbye to some older friendships, which, um, it was hard, but it happens, and I'm not claiming by any means that that's the same level of persecution that, you know, modern Christians are facing now, like, actually overseas, and losing their lives or anything like that. But the Bible talks about how that's persecution as well uh, from your friends. And I I had to hear some pretty hard words about myself, to be honest, about like pursuing Christianity and just like, oh, you think you're better than everybody else. You think you're whatever. Hurtful words, basically. And it was hard to hear that from people who were once really important in my life, but I got past it. Like, fine, I've moved on. It's all good. But that's another area where I want to get like, I was really sad about it at the time. And I talked to a really good leader in my life who who mentioned this, like, just count it all joy. Like, I know it sucks. It's okay to cry about it, but also like give thanks to God because that means you're entering this new time where it's you and Jesus doing life mm-hmm. together, like doing it closely. So I want to get it for that reason, but also to remind myself in the small to count it all joy when life's stressful because yeah. life's always going to be hard going through moves, going through marriage, like going through all this stuff, there's always going to be something that comes up that's hard. So like, yeah, in the, in the missions, Christian like persecution context counted all joy, but in the small, in the hardship, like every day is a day to kind of like have that. Um, when I, when I was overseas and kind of starting to go through some of that stuff, uh, from afar, I was starting to realize like, I was just going to be less and less a part of some old friends' lives or whatever. And uh, I was in community living, so it was hard to, like, secretly have a bad day. Like, people are around you constantly, so they can tell if yeah. you're kind of going through something. And I actually, again, remember Beth's words, like, find something with joy. And I started doing something when I when i would feel down about this stuff. Again, I was on a very, not gonna lie, expensive trip overseas. It was only six months long. I didn't want to miss a minute of it. It was, like, a once-in-a-lifetime experience, so I was like, no, like, I'm not going to let – this sad feeling, like, come over. It doesn't mean it's not happening, but I just chose to actually, like, just dance whenever I felt that way in front of people, Aww. no music or anything, but I would just walk and be, like, snapping my fingers and, like, strutting. And, it. like, and I'd say, and, like, I had friends that, like, it kind of became a thing that I did, but I would just dance and people were like, what's up? And I was like, oh, just joy of the Lord, like, whatever. Like, oh I, my God. I would I get some it. harsh news from home. Like, this is. Uh, I don't want this to sound too negative, but I was on a phone call once with somebody from home who basically wanted to call me and Christianity evil for my views on like LGBTQ in the church. All right. Like that's kind of what it was. Like I had some views and someone was like, that's evil for you to think that that you're evil and your God's evil. Basically. (sighs) I was told this one morning and then went to my classes and I was so broken. I was like, I never want to come off that way to people. This isn't true. Like this isn't, this isn't how I feel at all. And I just started dancing it out. And I was like, you know what? That person's angry. Aww. And I was like, and I had one friend that caught on to it. She'd be like, bad day. And I was like, uh-huh. And I just like dance through, it. you know, like it's, it's just the things like that. The problems will still be there at the end of the day. You'll deal with it. You'll get through it. But like, and I just decided that. And I, I think it's something I should definitely bring back at some point. Like the the worse your day is going, just dance it out. Just have a dance party. Oh have God. that, Acknowledge that it's joy of the Lord. And like, you'll... <laughs> you and the Lord will solve that problem together. Like, it'll all be okay. So that was kind of my last little tidbit in like setting up how this has looked in my life in a lot of different ways. But yeah, oh, to round it out, to land the plane, I wasn't happy in that moment, but it's that joy. Like, it's gonna be okay. I don't have to be happy right now because I like, you know, it'll come around again. It'll be, it'll be okay. And that, that debacle with that person ended fine. It ended up fine. It was just a discussion that, you know, became something, but it ended up, yeah, no, it was fine.
0: Yeah, it's still so hard to deal with. I would say okay, so as we promised, we told you guys we would tell you how to apply it. We, mm-hmm. you know, kind of been trying to explain our experiences in applying it, but we'll just kind of round this out and yeah. give you a little summary of this because we want to keep this a short and sweet episode and just kind of share something that you guys may have never heard of before. So, you right. know, joy versus happiness. Okay. So, in general, this is kind of what it is. You're going to learn the difference. Step 1, learn the difference. Learn the difference between joy and happiness. Step two, you're going to look for joy. This is like what Ayla was saying. Try to find in everyday things. Step three, you have to force the change. You have to force Mm -hmm. the habit of looking for that joy. You have to face your problems, force yourself to face problems with a positive mindset rather than a negative one, rather than dwelling in fear and sorrow. Remember joy. Remember your security. And then you get to enjoy that peace and long-lasting security that joy brings you, that Mm -hmm. this will bring you.
1: I love it. That was perfect. I I don't have anything to add. I think you Ooh. yeah, I think that was perfect.
0: Love it. Okay. Well, there it is, folks. There it is, short and sweet. I hope that this has been an encouraging part of your morning. We uh like I said before, we like reflecting on this, on this topic. So, I think this was good. I loved this conversation. I'll
1: talk about this any day, anytime with anybody. Yeah, and we we want to be Somebody that you can talk to as well. We never claim to be experts in life or anything like that. We're two yeah. people trying to figure it out. But uh, honestly, if you're somebody going through something similar, going through anything really, if you just need a buddy, our DMs are always open. We'll be mm-hmm. we'll be your friends now. We're trying to build up just a little community, a little family where we can just talk about what we're sharing on each episode, be a resource, or we can at least direct you to better resources, anything like that. So um, our DMs are open.
0: And as we always say, if you've got something to add to the conversation, you can reach out to us on Instagram at Art of Intention Podcast, or you can always email us, and that's just artofintentionpodcast at gmail.com.
1: Absolutely. Feel free to follow us wherever you listen. We are on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Zencaster. If you haven't already, definitely leave us your five-star rating. And then like Beth said, check out our Instagram for resources and so that you never miss another episode.
0: And don't forget, you now catch us every Tuesday. So we'll see you next week on Tuesday with another episode. Bye. Bye.